Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasting on our sister station, the Team 980. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. As I take you up to high noon before we hand things off to Pete Medhurst. Plenty to get to coming up here in the next three hours. The Washington Commanders having their off day uh, for training camp. Day number four of practice was yesterday. It was hashtag back to football. We had the all day ESPN and NFL Network special going on. Visiting all 32 camps around the National Football League and I said it yesterday morning here on Overtime. It sort of feels like we're back to football, right? Juices are flowing. Looking outside, it's getting it's getting darker a little bit earlier. We are creeping up on the start of the regular season. And as I looked at the calendar this morning, the Washington Commanders, about two weeks away from preseason game number one in Cleveland against the Browns and I can't wait, man. Like I said, though, plenty to get to here in the next three hours. Our pal Pete Haley, who covers the Washington Commanders for NBC Sports Washington, set to join the show at 1030. We'll revisit our conversation from yesterday. Plenty of calls uh, in discussion on the drawbacks of RFK being the new home of the Washington Commanders. I'll also get you all up to speed on the running back market. Ezekiel Elliott, former Cowboys running back, visited the New England Patriots yesterday and He ended up leaving Foxborough without signing a deal, but the picture that was taken afterwards is what's really drawing the ire uh, of Patriots fans. So apparently Mac Jones and Ezekiel Elliott wined and dined yesterday for them to try to woo Ezekiel Elliott to take a little bit of a pay cut to take his talents to the New England Patriots. And we talked about it during the week on overtime, man. It's kind of strange, right, that the running back position is taking this type of hit. We all understand it's financially rooted, but when you just look at who's available at the running back position in terms of pure talent, just strictly off of talent, I think it's asinine that this situation is happening right now. It's not like it's not like these are bottom-tier running backs. It's not like these are even average running backs. Ezekiel Elliott will probably go down as one of the best backs in Dallas Cowboy history for what he was able to do during his time in Big D. Dalvin Cook, we all know he's one of the most explosive players in the National Football League 
with the ball in his hands. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, who's currently not even at training camp right now over his contract dispute. He led the National Football League last year in rushing. So it just goes to show you, man, the running back position is very fickle. We also had a big-time running back yesterday request a trade from his franchise. I'm going to get you hip to that as the program rolls on here as well. I want to go back into a little bit more of yesterday's discussion surrounding the drawback, so to speak, of the Washington Commanders going back to the old RFK site. We took 20, 30 calls, 20, 30, 40 calls on this yesterday. Appreciate you all tapping in as usual, but like, it, it was so impactful yesterday to hear that conversation because you're getting real testimonials from the folks that will be impacted by this. And I'll re, re-echo my sentiments from yesterday. I understand the nostalgia. I understand the memories that are synonymous with this football team playing at the old RFK site. I, I understand it completely. But the one thing that I feel like isn't being discussed is what happens to the folks that are going to have to be moved out of that area because of the new RFK, because of the new sports and entertainment complex they're going to build. What's going to happen to those people? And we hit on that for, for a couple hours yesterday. And over overnight and, and yesterday afternoon, just doing more research on the situation and 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 just finding out more info on this i think what we were what we were talking about yesterday according to some of you out there and some of the research that i've done it's already happening it's already happening and it's been happening the gentrification of the district of columbia has been going on for over 20 years almost and it really really started with nats park being built and this navy yard area that we're in right now being completely transformed so it's crazy, man. The one thing I wanted to make sure I advocated for yesterday was the people who don't honestly have a voice in this situation. We had a dude call in yesterday who's been a resident of War 7 for 30-plus years, and his mother lives over by the old RFK site. And if this new sports and entertainment complex is going to be the Taj Mahal that we think it's going to be, his mother would end up being displaced. So hearing real testimonials like that, hearing a guy on Social Security right now living paycheck to paycheck, if the D.C. government thinks they can just give people vouchers to build this stadium and that their life is going to be fine afterwards, they got another damn thing coming, man. And I feel like as we continue to move out the program here this afternoon, man, we'll, we'll touch on that situation in a little bit more detail. Plus, I'll ask you all really the question of the show here. And MGM National Harbor Listing Lines, per usual, wide open all show long, 1-800-636-1067. The, the, the topic I want to hit on a little bit later on in the program, coming up here in the, the 10 o'clock hour, what's more important to Washington Commanders fans out there? Relocating to the old RFK site? Or changing this name back from Commanders? Because it seems like those are the two big hot-button issues right now within this fan base in terms of off-the-field drama. On the field, though, like I said, day four of training camp practice yesterday for the Washington Commanders. Yesterday, officially back to football, and this is all back to football weekend. ESPN and NFL Network 
which is kind of crazy seeing the two big powerhouse networks combine to give you this massive all-day coverage of all 32 training camps around the National Football League. It was awesome to see. Wasn't out there yesterday myself, boots on the ground at practice, but Pete Haley was. He will join us coming up at about 1030. But just reading through the tweets and, and watching the press conferences and talking to, the, talking to some folks on the horn last night about what they got to see yesterday at practice, really more so of what we saw on practice number two for this football team. And we can expect this really throughout the duration of training camp. This defense right now is head and shoulders above this offense. That, that's just the situation at hand, right? And you expect that. You're in your fourth year of this Jack Del Rio system. Ron Rivera talked about it yesterday, this match zone that they implemented a year ago. They're getting more comfortable. The communication in the back end, far better than what it was last year. The key sticking point on the defensive side of the football for Washington this year is a fast start. It has been it has been a main characteristic of a Ron Rivera-led football team since he's gotten here. They start off slow. Last year, they started off slow on the defensive side of the football. That week, that week four game, or that week three game against the Philadelphia Eagles here at FedEx was probably, to me, the beginning of this team's turnaround defensively. And if you talk to members of this commander's defense and members of the commander's coaching staff, they completely understand how important it is for them to get off on the right foot. But yesterday, though, Sam Howell, there was first interception uh, during 11-on-11 work. Emmanuel Forbes with a would-be pick six. It was on a play where Sam Howell rolling out to his left, Chase Young, <laughs> providing really good pressure and accidentally hits the right arm of Sam Howell, causes the ball to hang up a little bit. And the number 16 overall pick, Emmanuel Forbes, with a would-be pick six, man. And I want to go into a little bit more detail about what Manny Forbes has looked like to this point in training camp as well. I remember doing the the NFL draft show with Scott Jackson and Denton Day back in April. And when Emmanuel Forbes was the pick, when we found out that Emmanuel Forbes was the pick, you know, a lot of folks, myself included, I'll be honest with you, scratched my head a little bit. And then when they went with their second round pick, Quan Martin, I scratched my head again. They spent their two richest draft picks on members of the secondary when I think it was pretty blatant and obvious that the biggest weakness on this football team a year ago was the offensive line. But to this point, I think it's safe to say, and it's very early, right? We haven't seen him in pads. We don't really know how he's going to fit the run. But just from a pure coverage standpoint, just a pure coverage standpoint, Looks like Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin definitely worth those two uh, early draft selections back in April. 110%. We'll talk a little bit more about the Washington Commanders defense as the show rolls on here. Remember, like I said, Pete Haley set to join the program coming up at about 1030. We will also uh, hear, play my interview from Friday afternoon with Commander starting tight end Logan Thomas. Uh, definitely was good catching up with him, and he gave us some great insight about what his offseason was like and also, what it's been like going up against Chase Young as those two both had to work their way back from ACL tears uh, during the 2022 season. I mentioned yesterday was back to football uh, for the Washington Commanders and for the entire National Football League, ESPN and NFL Network doing a damn good job collaborating on coverage to give us you know, an inside look at all 32 training camps across the National Football League. And yesterday, out in Ashburn, the atmosphere really all week 
starting from the first day that we were allowed to be out there as media members, it is unlike anything I've ever seen before with this football team. And last year was my first training camp, so it was really don't have a lot to base it off of. But just the vibes around this football team this time of year, normally we're used to winning the offseason and, you know, we, we, we think we're going to do something big and every team's got major optimism when you're zero and zero. But this year, because of the change in ownership, everything just feels different. I was talking to, talking to one of the players walking off the practice field on Friday and he told me, man, last year walking out here compared to this year and even the years prior, man, I thought I walked into a completely different facility. So the one thing that I feel like isn't talked about enough because we're in this like nostalgic period right now because Josh Harris and company buying everyone around to beers at the bullpen the other night. I mean, he set this thing off on the right foot. But I do think outside of the ownership change, there is other reasons to be optimism because the on-the-field product, I think, is going to end up being a hell of a lot better than what we all anticipate. Like I said, the vibes at an all-time high. Yesterday, I believe the line to get into the park went all the way down to the Loudoun County Parkway. It was that many people lined up in droves an hour and a half before practice, people, to get out there and root for this team. I've never seen anything like it. And based on how putrid the home attendance has been over the last three or four seasons here in particular, yesterday, just seeing the pictures and the videos on social media, it felt like a game day. It genuinely felt like a game day out there, man. And as I, as I sit and watch it, I get goosebumps talking about this, man. I, I genuinely do because for so long it felt like there was there was no hope. There, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And it's so just crazy how everything can flip on its head with one decision being made. The head coach of this football team, Ron Rivera, expressing his gratitude yesterday to the fans post-practice. Make sure you guys get out and say thank you to these people coming out. Understand that, guys. These people never quit on us. They just hadn't shown up, okay? And they had their reasons. They're coming back, they got their reasons now. Give them another reason about who we are and who we can become as a football team. Understand that that's important for these folks. It's important. Tremendous amount of history, good history, and we want to get back to it. We want to repeat history, okay? All right, here we go. Team on three. One, two, three. I want to say thank you all very much for being here. Really do appreciate you guys coming out to support the football team, supporting our players. It's a big deal to have you folks back here. It means a lot. Even during the hard times, I know you guys are there, you guys are behind us in spirit. But being out here, our vaccine brings energy. It brings a lot of energy. And again, we need that going forward. We need you guys to continue to be here, continue to show your support and love to this football team. And one quick question. Were you not in the train? I love it. I love it. You all know how I get down, though, man. It's the People's Show. Tap it with me all show long. One of three ways. MGM, National Harbor Listener Lines, wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Chris here, real quick, I wanted to ask you this. This is the first morning that I woke up 
and the little blue birdie is officially gone off of my Twitter app. It's now X. Have you had the same thing happen to you? That happened to me too. It looks horrible. I was thinking about Doc Walker this morning, getting up and trying to check his timeline. He's probably looking around saying, well, where's the Twitter app? <laughs> the, thing, the thing that's really weird to me is that it, it looks like an X. And when I first pulled the thing up, yeah. I thought it was like to close the window. Because yeah, like to close right, the right, window right. is an X, right? I was like, how stupid. It, it's absolutely insane, man. Speaking of the X, man, I feel like this app, personally speaking for me, it took me so long, it felt like, to get a true following on Twitter, and now they're completely just defacing the app that's responsible for my claim to fame. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, plenty to get to here throughout the show. Like I mentioned, coming up, 1030, our man Pete Haley set to join the program. He was out there, boots on the ground, at Washington Commanders training camp practice yesterday. On the other side of this break, though, Brian Robinson, the second-year running back out of Alabama, spoke to the local media yesterday and had some very interesting comments about what we can expect from him coming up in 2023. You'll hear from B-Rob next. This is the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to high noon before we dish things over to the higher gun. Pete Methurst, he was out boots on the ground at Baltimore Ravens practice yesterday. He'll join us coming up at about 1140 to give us the latest on what's going on out in M&T Bank, baby. Lamar action. Jackson back in the fold. Odell Beckham out there signing autographs, kissing babies. Vibes are high up by 95 with the Baltimore Ravens. Pete Medhurst set to join us at 1140 to talk more about the Ravens. I'm going to talk about the Burgundy and Gold, though, here a little bit more in detail. We talked about it there in the last segment before we went to the break. Brian Robinson last year, to me, was one of the biggest bright spots of this entire football team. I think it's really easy for us to discredit what he went through dealing with the gunshot and having to deal with what he was able to deal with last year. I think it's really easy to to not really fully grasp what happened to this young man. 
And I understand he was blessed, fortunate, whatever adjective you want to use, to be able to return to play last year. But we saw it toward the end of the year with the quad contusion that he had, man. His body, no matter how good he looked at points last year and really the apex uh, to me of Brian Robinson, it was a couple of games where he really stood out for me. The game in week 10 against the Philadelphia Eagles where Washington went up there and ended their undefeated streak, that game to me really was one of his breakout games, his season high in carries, 26 carries, 86 yards. He had a touchdown. We all remember some of the physical bruising runs that he had, carrying defenders on his back, pushing the pile. Brian Robinson showed us last year, despite him running around for about 14 weeks on one leg, he is very, very capable of being the bell cow back for this football team. And during OTAs and mandatory minicamp, I remember coming on here with you all, and I expressed a little bit of doubt about Brian Robinson and his ability to fit in this Eric Bieniemy offense because we understand what EB demands out of the running back position. You want a guy who can run in between the tackles, and you want a guy who has the wherewithal to line up out wide and to line up in the slot and to be able to be a legit threat out of the backfield as a pass catcher. During mandatory minicamp and OTAs, and Brian Robinson will admit this to you, EB will admit this to you, he struggled in that aspect of his football game. Straight up. I remember there was one practice, you know, B-Rob visibly frustrated, visibly frustrated about Eric Bieniemy getting on him about making sure he gets to his landmark. But credit to Brian Robinson, and you saw this last year, what type of worker he was. Whatever he did between May and August or July, night and day difference for Brian Robinson as a pass catcher. He's arguably had the catch of the offseason to this point on day number two of, of practice where Sam Howell hits him on a wheel route and Brian Robinson does a damn good job keeping the feet inbounds. He's shown so much growth as a pass catcher out of the backfield that I'm feeling even more confident about what Washington has to offer in its running back room. We know Antonio Gibson is going to have a sizable role. We know they drafted the kid Chris Rodriguez in the seventh round, or the sixth round, excuse me, out of Kentucky. So they got options in the backfield. But, man, it's going to be really, really hard for Eric Bieniemy to take Brian Robinson off the field if he is going to look the way he's looked here in the first four to three to four days of training camp. He hadn't dropped anything. And it's amazing because last year, Brian Robinson didn't really pop till the pads came on. He's popping already based on his ability to catch the football out of the backfield. He gave some really interesting perspective on Friday, though, after practice, talking about what we can expect from him during the 2023 season. Well, now, one time I felt like, Brian Robinson. So, no, that's night and day from then to now. So, people should expect a, a lot of you know, great things to come. For you compare all the things I did while I was you know, limping around all all year last year. He mentioned what he did while he was limping around last year: two hundred five carries, seven hundred ninety seven yards. And Brian Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, only played in eleven football games. He ran for damn near. 800 yards in 11 football games. You know how crazy that is, people? The production was there from him last year. 
the one thing when you go and do a deeper dive of Washington's running game and the metrics and all of that, their offensive line was horrendous in run blocking. I believe Washington was last in the National Football League or 29th in the National Football League in yards before contact at the running back position. That's an indicator of this Washington offensive line from last year not being able to create movement in the running game. But Brian Robinson, a lot of the times when there was no hole, he'd stuck his foot in the ground and created his own damn hole. So think about what we saw from B-Rob last year. I mentioned the Philadelphia game being his coming out party. If that wasn't good enough for you, the Atlanta game in week 12, it was raining, it was nasty, it was muggy out. He had the touchdown catch where he absolutely steamrolled a defensive back uh, in the secondary on his way to a touchdown. But him in that game, 18 carries, 105 yards, just showing what type of back he is. And I feel like moving forward, a lot of us feel like or may assume that because Eric Bieniemy has taken over this offense here in D.C., that they're going to be chucking it around the yard 30 to 35 times a football game. What would Stone Cold say? Uh-uh. It's just not who they're going to be. It's just not. Think about what their bread and butter was last year. It was Brian Robinson on one damn leg. You think him being fully healthy, they're not going to lean into the running game? You think him being fully healthy and then having legit running backs to compliment him and Antonio Gibson and Chris Rodriguez, I'm, I'm telling you, man, just, just just, listening to him talk at the podium, man, perspective is, is a hell of a thing in this life, man. And once you are able to gain perspective, I feel like your lens and what you look through life at is completely different. He got shot last year, ladies and gentlemen. They're, they're, look, look it up. Look it up, the players who have gotten shot during the regular season. I don't mean to use this example and to try to compare and make it seem like he's tougher and bigger and badder than anyone else who's got shot. But there was a kid who was actually from this area. His name is Jalen Twyman. He ended up getting drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. He got shot during his rookie season, which was actually the year before last. And I believe he missed the entirety of the year, the entirety of the season. Brian Robinson got shot and came back before the midway point, and then went on to rush for damn near 800 yards. Count Brian Robinson out if you want to. Doubt his impact on this commander's offense if you want to. I understand it wasn't always sexy last year in terms of yards per carry. We only averaged 3.8 yards a pop, right? I I get why fans may feel like, "Eh, how big of an impact can he really have? Okay. Watch. The biggest... The biggest dividend that I expect him to end up paying is in the passing game. Because the one thing I was worried about is based on the physical profiles of the running backs, talking about Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, it's a tendency breaker when Brian Robinson's in the game. You probably know it's a passing, not a passing down. And then when Antonio Gibson's in the game, it's safe to say it's a passing down. With both of these guys now having similar skill sets, and B-Rob, not as skilled as Antonio Gibson is as a pass catcher and route runner, but he's not drastically far off. Now that those two running backs are both displaying that skill and both displaying that ability, how do opposing defenses defend Washington? It's going to be crucial, man. I'm expecting big things in year two uh, out of Brian Robinson. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, plenty more to get to here on overtime before we dish things over to Pete Medhurst coming up at high noon. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from the head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera. He spoke about how the quarterbacks have played thus far in training camp. That's next here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Just getting rolling here on this Sunday morning edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you till high noon before we hand things over to Pistol Pete Medhurst. I'm excited to talk to Pete and hear his program coming up after myself because Pete, out in Baltimore to watch the Baltimore Ravens, and we all know the offseason that that football team had. In terms of, like, immediate threats to the Kansas City Chiefs, if we had a one-off situation, I think the Baltimore Ravens in a one-game single elimination playoff format is probably the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. Look at that. It's not even 10 o'clock yet. I'm coming off the top rope with steamy takes only, ladies and gentlemen. I really feel that way, though, man. Lamar Action Jackson, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, which no one's just talking about. They got a damn good group out there in Baltimore, man. It'll be interesting to see how Lamar Jackson is adapting to that Todd Munkin offense. We'll find all that out and more when Pete Medhurst joins the program coming up at 1140. Right now, though, I want to keep things on the football team we care about here in town, the Washington Commanders. Yesterday, day number four of training camp, back to football weekend, about 11,000 fans out there in attendance. By the way, if you were out there yesterday, at Washington's open practice, please tap in with me, man. I need to hear from you. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I didn't get the chance to be out there yesterday because I was here entertaining you all. But, man, I said it earlier, the pictures, the videos, the vibes at an all-time high out there yesterday in Ashburn. Uh, speaking of yesterday in Ashburn, we saw Sam Howe 
and Jacoby Brissett, the two quarterbacks of the Washington Commanders. And based on some of the tweets that I was reading and our pal Felix Trammell, who covers the team for Fox Sports 1340 AM in Richmond, he was actually on the air live with us when Sam Howe threw his first interception in 11-on-11 drills uh, of the entire training camp period thus far. It was an Emmanuel Forbes pick six. I described it at the top of the show. Uh, Hal dropping back, Chase Young providing some pressure. I think he may have tripped over his foot or stepped on his foot or had his arm touched. The ball completely fizzled coming out, and Emmanuel Forbes doing a nice job undercutting it for an interception. I've talked about it here in the past couple of days. It, it's really hard to me to get a real gauge on what the quarterback position is right now for this football team because they're not in pads yet, right? The one thing that we've talked about with Sam Howell and praised him dating all the way back to week 18 against Dallas, his number one strength to me, ball placement and accuracy. Ball placement and accuracy. And considering the scheme that Washington is going to be running offensively, this West Coast system, where you're going to be dependent and heavily reliant upon the quick game and the screen game, you need to be accurate. you got to give your wide receivers run-after-the-catch opportunities, and I think Sam Howell does a really nice job of doing that. My question and my big concern is will he be able to maintain the good ball placement and maintain the good accuracy when the pass rush pipes up here a little bit? Because Tuesday... First day of full pads out there in Ashburn. We already know that this commander's offensive line, make no mistake about it, I'm not giving away state secrets when I say this, it is by far the worst position group on that football team. And guess what? The old ad is, yo, chestnut, you're only as good as your weakest link. We will find out to me just how good this football team is or get a glimpse of how good they are come Tuesday. But if it's not the offensive line, it's the quarterback position. And we've talked about it at nauseum here throughout the offseason. Washington's plan at the quarterback position was unconventional, to say the least. Going with Sam Howe, fifth-round pick with 11 career completions, and then backing him up or having him compete with Jacoby Brissett, a seven-year starter in this league who's never led a team to the postseason. It's a very interesting mix, but... Through the first four days of training camp, from my vantage point, while I haven't been able to take a whole lot away, I will say this, in terms of Sam Howell, I think he's passed every test that this coaching staff has given to him. And then Jacoby Brissett, he proves it on a day-in and day-out basis, why he's a veteran and why he doesn't need first-team reps. It always looks crisp and sharp when Jacoby Brissett's running things. It, it, you, you Sometimes it's much easier to see what he was thinking when Jacoby Brissett is out there. My question and the thing that I'll be curious to see, will he continue to only take second-team reps? That would be the big question. That would be the big question. Speaking of the quarterback position, the head coach of this football team and the ultimate decision-maker on the football team, Ron Rivera, he spoke yesterday post-practice about how the QBs have fared through the first couple of days of camp. I, I thought it was pretty good. I know people say, oh, Sam had two, two interceptions. Well, on the first one he throws, he gets hit and gets sideswiped, and, and you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't complete the throw. The second one, the ball is tipped. You know, we, 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 we've got to be better than that. I thought he made some decisions that were really good. I thought the direction he threw the ball is where he's supposed to. Now his accuracy, he's got to bring that ball down a couple on some of the sideline throws that he had guys wide open. Um, I thought Jacoby handled it pretty good as well. 
um, you know, a couple times he tried to force a couple balls in. Thank goodness those balls, you know, were incomplete. But, you know, overall, I think they're, they're both doing a good job. I think they're both showing that they're getting the grass. You know, we have a long ways to go. We're going to continue with it one day at a time. The head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera, speaking yesterday after practice about what he's seen from his two signal callers at the quarterback position. And Sam Howell, as we all know, is going to get every opportunity to be this team's starting quarterback. To me, though, when it really comes down to it, and we kind of have hit on this over the past few days, how long is Sam Howell's leash going to be? How much leeway does Sam Howell have? How many mistakes can Sam Howell make before Ron Rivera and company decide to pull the plug on this? Because that's the big question mark right now with this football team. It's the offensive line and the quarterback position. I'm not giving away any type of state secrets when I say that. We know the success in 2023 for this football team is going to directly correlate with the success of Sam Howell and this offensive line. Straight up. And through the first four days of camp, I'll be honest with you, this offensive line got punched in the mouth and hadn't punched back. But I get it, right? You take it with a grain of salt. There's no pads on. You can't really defend yourself. And this is a badass defensive front that they're going up against. But as we continue to progress throughout practice and the tempo heightens and the pads get to popping and it becomes more real, it'll be interesting to see whether or not this commander's offensive line can hold up their end of the bargain. I want to take a quick time out. When we come back, if you want to give, ask some questions of what I've seen about the quarterback position, phone lines are open for you. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. If you have any questions about what I've seen thus far uh, at the quarterback position, I've been boots on the ground at Commander's Training Camp, so we'll take your questions and calls as well. Uh, also, though, I want to let you all hear from Washington Commanders team president, Jason Wright. He sat down with WUSA 9 sports director, Darren Haynes, and gave a little update about a potential name change for the Burgundy and Gold. That's next here on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for Week Number One. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham riding with you till high noon. Before we hand things over to Pete Methurst. He'll give us all the skinny from Baltimore Ravens training camp. He was out there boots on the ground yesterday. He'll join us coming up at 1140, man. And I am eager to talk to Pistol Pete, man, because... If you were listening earlier, man, I gave you a steamy take before 10 a.m., by the way. 
What what other radio station are you getting steamy takes before 10 a.m.? The steamy take that I gave in a one-game single elimination playoff situation. I think it's fair to say the Baltimore Ravens are the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah, I said it. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, to me, will end up being the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk more about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens coming up at about 11.40 when Pete Methurst joins the program. Coming up in about a half hour or so, 10.30, Pete Haley, one-third of the Beltway Football Podcast. He will join us and give us the latest from Ashburn. He was out there boots on the ground yesterday at Washington Commander's practice, and he'll give us the skinny man. Like I said, 10,000 fans in attendance yesterday. The line wrapping all the way around to the Loudoun County Parkway, people. So... The energy, the atmosphere, lit, as the people in my age demographic like to say, man. I'm feeling it. I'm vibing. And look, the one thing I'll say, man, because we're in the honeymoon phase right now, admittedly so, and I think we're okay with that. Ain't nothing wrong with having a little honeymoon phase because marriage is tough. All my married folks out there probably know that. I'm not married. Still bachelor. Looking for Mrs. Youngest in charge moving if anybody out there has got some suggestions. But... Marriage is hard. And this marriage that we just entered with the Josh Harris-led group, while it feels great right now, got a lot of work to do. But I know one thing's for certain, two things for sure. The group that has been tasked with turning this thing around, they want it more than anybody. They get it. From, From their planning of training camp, from him buying beers for everybody at the bullpen, to them giving out ice cream to all the media members yesterday. It's just different out there, man. It's just different. I mentioned, though, if you wanted to tap in and ask any questions about the quarterback position, I'm all ears, 1-800-636-1067. I've been out there, boots on the ground every day uh, for Washington Commanders training camp practice, except for yesterday. Uh, So if you want to ask me about yesterday, I can't tell you about that. But, like I said, coming up at 10.30, Pete Haley will tell us about that. But if you have any questions about the quarterback position, I'm all ears. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. I want to get into this debate that's being had right now, though, amongst, amongst fans out there in the Burgundy and Gold Nation, right? I think we all we all feel this renewed energy. We all feel this this new vibe around the team. But there still seems to be some infighting going on amongst the Burgundy and Gold Faithful. The big hot-button topic right now amongst Washington Commanders fans is will a rebrand occur? I remember on 2-2-22, Jason Wright and company went on USA Today, or what is it called? Good Morning America, I'm sorry, with Craig Melvin. And announced, we are the Commanders, right? New name, new energy, new merch, new logo, new uniforms. It was great, I thought. But it seems like, uh, a year and seven months later, or a year and five months later, all the feelings about the Washington Commanders have gone, and everyone who has a voice seems to hate it. I may be in the minority on this situation. Hear me out. I just don't care. 
Not that I don't care about what my team wears or what my team is called. I just think we got bigger fish to fry with this football team. We got parking that needs to be talked about. We got stadium issues and upgrades that need to happen. We got ticket prices that need to drop. We got concession prices that need to drop. Worry about that. Worry about the things that directly impact you as the fan. To me, the name doesn't. Because like I said, in the 2022 season, last year, if they would have made the postseason and won 11, 12 games under the name Commanders, we wouldn't hear a peep out of you all. Pick your battles, right? You can't have it all. What's the old saying? You can't have your cake and eat it too? Look, I understand the the section of fans who want to completely disassociate themselves with this name because of its connection to Daniel Snyder. If that is not your argument, though, I can't really hear you, right? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Jason Wright, though, the new team president of the Washington Commanders, not the new team president, he's been the team president. Jason Wright, my man, team president for the Burgundy and Gold, sat down with WSA9's Darren Haynes and had this to say about a potential name change. How much have you talked to to Josh Harris and the rest of the group so far? Plenty. Plenty? Plenty. <laughs> Plenty. Any? They, they have jumped right in. They have jumped right in. What, what's, uh, what, are, what are their thoughts in regards to fans saying, like, they want to change the name? Because you put in a lot of work on that commander's name, and, yeah. and, and fans are like, hey, w- w- will they change the name the to something else? The work we put in is not, is not an issue. They're looking at everything. We're discussing everything. It doesn't matter what effort went in before or any of that stuff. Um, if it comes to discussing it, we'll discuss it. Why is that so important, though? I mean, because the fans are talking about it. If the fans are talking about it, then it's something you got to talk about, yeah. period. You can't, you can't just turn a, a deaf ear to something that a segment of the fan base is passionate about. That's it. It's very simple. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll be honest, for the folks out there who want to see this name change and a rebrand to happen, that's got to be music to your ears, right? Think about it. This was Jason Wright's baby. So for him to have the transparency to come out and say, you know what? If fans are not pleased with this name, we got to hear from them. We got to hear from them. But for the fan who's not pleased with the name, my big question is why? Is it because of the tie to Dan Snyder? Is it because of the uniforms not being the traditional burgundy and gold? Or do you just simply want the name to go back to the Redskins? I know there's a portion of people out there who do want that. I got this Native American group or this Native American activist group that continues to tweet at me. They're blowing my mentions up all day and all night. I believe they go by Guardians Native on Twitter. They've got this petition that just broke 25,000 names. 25,000 names just got crossed on that petition. My thing is this, though. Unless those 25,000 people, you know what? We'll take a quick timeout. Let's let's put a bow on this for a second. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, I want to take your calls. MGM National Harbor Lister Lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I'm asking you all straight up, man. Hear me out. What's more important to you as fans? A rebrand? For this football team returning back to RFK. That's next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.